You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. So we have a ritual at our house every Friday night. Every Friday night, it's homemade pizza and wings. Every Friday night. Like clockwork. It's just a family ritual that's so important to us. Well, um, this Friday night we had an obligation, so we moved our ritual to Saturday night. And so I was out shopping yesterday, and I'm at Sam's Club, and there's no wings. So I drove up the street, came back to Wind Gap, and went to Giant, and there's no wings. And I confess I used the F word. Like, football! I had totally forgotten it was the big game this week. The biggest day of the year where everybody tunes in to watch the commercials. Because let's face it, most years, your your favorite team's not playing. (laughs) You're rooting for a sloppy second, if at anything. And so, you show up to watch the commercials. Now, does anybody have any idea what a 30-second spot in this this year's Super Bowl costs for an advertiser? Little more. Five and a quarter million dollars. That's $175,000 a second. You've got to hawk a lot of Coca-Cola and Doritos and Budweiser to make that a worthwhile investment. <laughs> and that's their goal. That's their goal, of course. If in the end all we do is see an advertisement and, and, and comment about it, they fail. If we don't go out and buy their product... They fail. So they spend an enormous amount of money to get us to spend an even more enormous amount of money. And I was thinking about this because it's kind of ironic that just to sell a little corn syrup or corn chips, this enormous amount of money is being spent when every Sunday morning in houses of worship, just like this one, the most important information in the world is being given away for free. We come here and we hear the most important thing we will ever hear, which is that in spite of what our senses may tell us about this messed up world, the God of the universe loves us so much, as I just said to the kids, that He was willing to die on a cross for our sake. And just in the hearing of it, if we receive that message with trust, we're immediately part of what God's doing in the world. See, we're not, we're not part of what the Coca-Cola company is doing unless we buy their product. 
but just in receiving something for free. We're part of what God's doing in the world. And then we have the opportunity to be an even bigger part of it. We have the opportunity to share that most important message of all with others who are in need of hope. Now, before you get anxious about that, I'm not saying you need to buy some Brill Cream if you're a guy so you can slick your hair down or some mousse if you're a woman to poof it up, which is the way I always associate with televangelists. (laughs) I'm not talking about being obnoxious in our witness. I'm talking about sharing at the right moment just words of hope with a friend over a cup of coffee in our family when we're feeling discouraged and even being the receiver of that word when we need to hear it again. We are part of what God is doing in the world, bringing the world to faith because we're saved by grace through faith, through trust in what God has done. And that great good news comes to us in these words spoken that Jesus died for you. Most of us are afraid to get Afraid to be like Simon's mother-in-law this morning. This woman gets up out of her deathbed to serve them at table. Most of us are afraid to get and be part of the game and serve and be part of what God's doing in the world. Do you know how often the average Lutheran not not shares the story of Jesus with somebody, but how how often we invite someone to church? Unless the numbers have changed in the last three years, on average, every seventeen and a half years, we work up the courage to do that. I think we're afraid of being obnoxious, but we don't need to be. Because if we're doing what we do from love, if we're, as that second reading said, the meaning of our words will come out, can come across, even when, even when the words aren't quite right. Um... And I'll, I'll share with you a story about that in my own life. Something far less significant than evangelism, courtship. <laughs> um, when I was uh, when I started dating my wife, um, guess who didn't watch football? <laughs> because I was in the marching band, and there was this little rivalry between the marching band and the football team. So. Um, Ladies, it's amazing what guys will do for you, so just keep that in mind, the power you have, okay? I decided I better learn about football. Later I would learn this was a legacy thing. My father-in-law had done the same thing when he was dating Lisa's mom many years before. Um, Because Lisa's family was into football, Penn State football specifically, going back to when her grandfather was a professor at Penn State. So this is a family tradition. So I'm trying to learn about football. Now... My mother-in-law um, was an amazing lady. If you knew her, uh, she was just one of the most joyful people, happy, bouncy, kind. And uh, one time I was down visiting her on the 20-yard line because we had two sets of seats, one up in the bleachers and one down low. And she would sit with her mother down low um, once her mo- father had passed away. And they were down there watching the game. And the, the action was right in front of us. And I was just visiting and talking with them. And she immediately stands up. At one point, just gets excited. She goes, make him eat the ball! <laughs> My mother-in-law understood football. <laughs> 
well, I think it was earlier in the same game, I'd been up, on, up in the bleachers on the other side with my family, and I was trying to grow an appreciation for this sport. So, you know, I'm, I'm at least going to appreciate the athleticism of these guys. And this one guy was an amazing run. He, like, he broke a tackle, then he stiff-armed a guy, and then one guy got him around the legs, and he somehow snaked his legs out and kept going before they finally knocked him down. And I jumped up and yelled, He's so tenacious! <laughs> my wife looked at me, she goes, you don't use words like tenacious at a football game. (laughs) But she married me anyway. (laughs) In the same way, if we do what we do for love's sake, God will bless the speaking of his word. We don't have to be afraid. But we can be like Simon's mother and spring up in response to the love given us by being part of helping that love spread out in the world. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Heavenly Blessed Father, we come to this place and we hear the same story again and again every week, but we need to, Lord. For we are forgetful children and we wander away so quickly. Help us to hear it as truly news. May it gratitude for all that you have done for us in your Son Jesus fill us and flood us so we're not afraid to share him with the world. And may we share him with each other for as the old hymn says, those who know the story best are still the ones who need to know it again. Help us encourage one another, strengthen one another, and bless one another. And bless the world for which your Son gave his life. In his name we pray. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Keep your sleeping, my presence, my life.